going on, everybody? And welcome to another edition of the R&R Potter Film. I'm your host, Len Rodriguez, and I am not a doll boy. And always with me is not a, not a doll boy either. He's not a doll at all. His name's Buddy Repass. I almost forgot your name. <laughs> Red Drum. <laughs> we thought, well... You know, since we're doing this, and this is a fan vote Friday, um, we thought we'd spruce up the little intro there for little little hints of what we're doing. And if you saw the poll, you know who won, and it's The Shining. Who uh, who nominated The Shining? Who else but Nate? Like, <laughs> Nate always nominates great movies, so it's hard for Nate's movies not to win. Because one, one thing, I mean... Each week, or each week, each month, we have the Fan Vote Friday. You pick two out of the the bunch, and I pick two out of the bunch. Right now, there's always two from Nate. So he has a 50% chance of winning each month. Yes, sir. So we are talking about The Shining, which was directed by the late, great Stanley Kubrick. Um, and it stars Jack Nicholson, Danny Lloyd, and Shelley Duvall. Let's, uh, and it was written, the book was written by Stephen King, who's written, I was in the section of the Stephen King section at Barnes & Noble before I got on to record with you, and I didn't realize how many books he's written, and some of the greatest horror novels, uh, thriller novels of all time, including it, which I have, and um, I, I'm in the middle of reading it, and it's fantastic. Um, so, uh, let's talk about it. Um, I'm gonna let you run with it, because I know you had a lot of, uh, things to say about this one. I do have a lot of things to say. And starting off, I mean, I'm gonna steal one of yours, I know, but Jack Nicholson is what you have to start with this movie. He is absolutely incredible. This is my favorite role of his long illustrious career he's had so many good roles been fantastic in so many movies but for me this is the best you will get from him and just his slow descent into utter psycho and everything in between this is a long movie so they, they give you a slow burn and he delivers in spades the slow descent and the bar scene. I have to bring up the bar scene when he, I mean, because he's a recovering alcoholic. He's had issues in the past. I mean, he, he hurt his son Danny because he had been drinking and he wasn't, he got careless around him. Uh, after they've been isolated for a little while, he starts. <laughs> doing things and seeing people that are not there and when he goes to the bar and Lloyd the bartender is magically there and the just his facial expression you can see how just beat up and run down he is and when he pulls his hands down his face and he looks up and he says hi Lloyd and it, it's one of my, it's, it's probably actually my favorite scene in the movie with, and I mean, there's some iconic scenes in this movie, but I love that scene. And it's almost like him saying, I give up. 
I'm letting the devil back in. I, I can't I can't do it anymore. Exactly. Um I mean, yeah, you did steal that from the the Jack Nicholson. It's see, it's one of those things when you have a master at the helm directing and Stanley Kubrick who brings out the best and maybe not so nice ways uh, uh, to his actors, brings out the best and not so nice ways. He's kind of a tyrant on set, but he's a genius. Um, I think that is my favorite thing of the whole film is just his slow. I am a fan of slow burns. Movies that take a while to kind of develop, but it's worth the ride. Even if it's dull in some parts, it's supposed to be that way to get you to when everything starts happening at the end. And his Descent into Madness is probably the best ever captured on film. I remember seeing that uh, behind-the-scenes um, documentary. They have a documentary. I think it's called Room something or other, um, where he is about to do the axe to the to the door scene. And he's, like, getting in the character. He's, he's picking up the, the, the uh, uh, axe, and he's hitting the bed with it, and he's, like, talking to himself. It's just masterful acting work from the legend himself, Jack Nicholson, who's been in so many things. But I feel like Cuckoo's Nest and this is probably his best performances ever. Yeah, those two. I know a lot of people uh, go to his uh, portrayal of the Joker and it's really good. But I don't think it's quite on uh, Cuckoo's Nest or The Shining level. Just because... And you're you're just you're picking apples to oranges there. I mean, I I wouldn't blame someone if they if they think his Joker, uh, I if that's the best Nicholson performance. I wouldn't blame people if they think uh, Cuckoo's Nest is his best performance. It's just there's really no wrong. I mean, the man is a living legend for actors <laughs> to strive to be. Uh, Another thing that is just amazing is the isolation, but the atmosphere of the, of the hotel. It's so big and eccentric and just beautiful. The movie, even being as old as it is, the movie, like, just the area where it's shot from, it's just beautiful. Yeah, the Overlook Hotel, which you can go to, um, in Colorado, I believe. Um, it's haunted. Like, it's it's legit. <laughs> like, um, just I a beautiful... There. I, I kind of want to. I kind of do. I like that kind of stuff. So, um, I'll do it for you. <laughs> you can go right ahead. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, the, the setting where the, the film takes place is just... It's such a grand, big hotel, but it feels so claustrophobic because it's isolation. And you're just it's three people there um, with with some ghosts and some fun things that happen within the movie. Um, another thing for me, too, is Shelley Duvall. Um, reading her story and reading, you know, what she's been through, you know, she suffers from mental illness, which I'm a big advocate for, you know, the ending the stigma of that and like going back and watching this movie and realizing how wonderful she was in it. And, you know, especially the end. You know, I'm going to keep going back to the end here because this is like the iconic scene that I think if you haven't seen this movie, but you've probably you've seen, seen the scene. You've seen the scene. <laughs> just her screaming was like, it was, some people might say it was overdone or overacted, but I feel like it definitely brought the dread out of what the scene was about. 
and she killed it. And um, yeah, it's you know she she was definitely a, uh, a a standout in this. Well, I hate to <laughs> we we are going to disagree because one of my mixed or bad parts to this movie for me is Shelley Duvall. Okay. I personally it's nothing against her because like you said what what she's done and what she's been through I I am a fan but I don't know if it was she she got outshined by Jack Nicholson of course but I don't know if that messed with her performance like in my eyes because I just I wasn't captured by her performance and it just it just like if I'm watching it now like I watched it just the other day before uh, in preparation for this and each time I watch it I I just like her performance a little less each time I, I feel like in certain spots it just gets worse and I hate to say it because there's so few characters in this movie so you don't want to compare her to Jack Nicholson but you kind of have to because throughout the whole movie we're we're only given three characters throughout 90% of it and it's just so hard to compete with one of the best actors of all time his best performance in my eyes and maybe that's what weighs her performance down for me maybe she's not as bad as I think she is in it but I just each time I watch it I I like her performance a little less no and I respect that I get it um but like I I can say that on the other hand too watching this movie again though it's it's a it's a it's a historic film great film it didn't hit me like it usually does maybe because Oh, it, 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 for me, this movie does not age well. I, I think I honestly think it, it ages well for most because of Stanley Kubrick, and yeah. and for me, that's not enough. Like, I, there's too. The, once you've seen this movie, there's too many spots where you're like, okay, cool. I can fast forward 15 minutes and not miss much of anything, and that's that's one of my only issues. Uh, I heard I've heard people uh, that have reviewed this movie, uh, Sean Chandler being one of them. He calls them Kubrickisms, and there are certain things in this movie that are straight up one hundred percent Stanley Kubrick handprint and his handprint alone. Yeah, and I mean that's sometimes that's not a bad thing. I mean it's nice to be different, but and. I'm not saying this movie is bad by any stretch of the imagination. This movie's good, and it's an absolute must-watch for any horror fan. But it just it doesn't age that well for me. Well, it's like you know, like you said, you're gonna have people that are Kubrick diehards. Like I love Kubrick. I think some of his best work. Um, you know, like this is one of his better movies. And then of course, Full Metal Jacket. I love Eyes Eyes Wide Shut and how strange that movie was. You know, 2001 A Space Odyssey, which I just guessed the quote of the week out of video. We saw video stores here in, in Illinois, which I'm not from here. I When I moved here, I realized that there were still video stores here. It's called Family Video. It's nuts. Yeah, um, yep, we got I, here too. I love it. And, 
they had a quote on there um, from 2001 Space Odyssey. I can't remember exactly what it is, um, but uh, it's it's. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, Stanley Kubrick movie. I know that. Um, but yeah, uh, just you know, A Clockwork Orange. You know, some of the, his best work, Doctor Strangelove, all that good stuff. So. Um, yeah, they're, you're going to have people that are really big fans of the director over the film, like you, and they exist everywhere with Kubrick, um, Hitchcock, Tarantino, Smith. Um, there are some, and you're not going to believe this, but some people, there are some people that are like in the Church of Michael Bay, and that's crazy. Yeah, but, ew, <laughs> God, who stays there? That's like Amen. the nasty, like dirty shit water like that you hang out in like that's your that you got this this neighbor that has this super amazing all these water slides and everything and their pool's awesome and then over here is Michael Bay's house and he has nasty green water he's made some pretty good movies though not the not gonna, not gonna lie Pearl Harbor Armageddon it's yeah. been a while he, he has made the rock garbage movies lately yeah, like, well, he, he was his, more of a. His stock has just like face dived. Like I, I don't think I don't think studios will even like take a risk on him anymore. Well, the the best thing about him though, like, is um, you know, he, or not the best thing, but the thing he came and you could tell in his in his in his uh, direction too um, is uh, he was a music video director before. So like, yeah. um, you could tell in his direct directing style, whatever he has as, you know, cinematographer do it's very music video esque. So, but like I said, every, everyone has like their, their, their director that they go to and watch. And even if the movie, you know, isn't like great, but like, they just still love it because it's the, the director and you know, they like what they did. So, I mean, that's what you're going to get with Kubrick for sure. Do uh, do you have any other bad? Because I have one other one. No, I see. I don't really have anything bad to say about it. It's just for me, I think it's a classic. I think it's something you like you said, every horror film or just any film buff or a cinephile. Like you, if you haven't seen this, I, I mean, I don't think you consider yourself a cinephile if you haven't seen this, but if you haven't. <laughs> You know, it's definitely worth a watch. It's definitely something you should watch before you die. There was a list of 101 movies you needed to watch before you die. This would probably be in the top 50. Um, but I just don't hold it up to, like, greatness as other people do, which I respect, you know, because everyone's has their... It's film, film and being a fan of film is all objective. Absolutely. And no one's right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> my my only other issue with this movie, and it's the same issue that Stephen King has with this. He hated this movie. Absolutely hated it. And I did not know that until a few years ago. But he despises this movie for the direction it took. Uh, 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 the, the chef character and the way it just kind of threw away... Uh, quote unquote The Shining like they mm. just kind of named the movie The Shining but they only my, I'm getting to my other bad and that is the throwaway of The Shining and it's relegated to a quick little uh, talk between the chef and Danny how about how they're talking to each other without talking like they're they're talking through their minds and he tells him it's 
The Shining. And that's it. That's all, all you get out of it. And that I just, I, I don't know. That's just, it, it rubbed me the wrong way. But, I mean, after we give our scores, we I have to ask one question. Okay. Um, for me, I'm going to give it a 3.75. Um, I think it's a classic. Like I said, I think I gave you exactly what I should have said here at the end, but... 3.75, it's definitely, you have to watch it at least once in your life before you die. I'm going 3.5. Okay. And that is no slight to the movie. The movie is a classic. Uh, I, I've said it before, you definitely have to watch it if you haven't. Uh, and I fault no one if they have this as a four and a half, five star, one of their favorite movies of all time. It just didn't hit me like it used to. I used to. This was a a four and a half or, or maybe a four. I don't think it ever was four and a half, but it, the the more I watch it, the more faults I find in it. And, and that's okay. I mean, over time movies, you're, you're subject to change for good or for worse. And for me, this one got a tad worse on, on this last viewing by far. But my last question is how excited are you for Dr. Sleep? I'm pretty punk, man. It's Ewan McGregor. And, like, you know, I didn't read the book, and I always wanted to. It was always something I wanted to buy when, you know, I knew it was coming out, and then I saw it on the shelves and stuff. I'm like, well, I know this is the sequel to The Shining. I definitely need to write or write it. <laughs> I wish I write, wrote that good. Um, <laughs> uh, wanted to read it, never got a chance to. I think I might rent it, or not rent it, well, technically rent it from the library, and and read it before the movie comes out, and uh, but I'm pretty pumped for it, man. It's it's gonna be an interesting. The trailer is interesting. I you thought know. the trailer was awesome. I I'm I'm all in on it. There you go. So I, I hope, and just like you said, Ewan McGregor. Uh, I'm I'm super excited to see him portray Danny. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm really excited. Shout out to Obi Wan. Yeah, Obi Wan. Shout Obi-Wan out to Obi Wan series coming out too. I'm excited about that. But we'll talk about that every day. Um. Well, that's all the time we have. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't even get me started, bro. I am ready. December. Uh, people think we're going to talk Christmas movies in December, and we are. But uh, Star not as much as Star Wars. December too. Yeah, Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars is going to dominate December. Um, tell us, tell, tell, tell us, tell them where they can find us. If they, you know, of course, the people that are listening know where they find us. But if you're not, if you're new, tell them where they can find us. You can find us on Twitter, Letterbox, Stardust, at RRFilmPod, or you can find us at represent.com backslash RRFilmPod, where you can buy one of our awesome shirt designs. They are awesome. I own both, and they are as comfortable as ever. Or, if you're feeling extra generous and you want even more content than what we pump out, which is what everyone should want. I mean, we're just talking movies, so you should want to talk even more. Uh, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com backslash rrfilmpod. There's a few different tiers. Start as little as $1. And, I mean, the the film community, our community, the R&R community, just needs to keep growing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree to that. And thanks to everyone who's already... Um, pledged to yes. their support. Yes, oh yeah, I forgot. I, I, I can't forget that because tomorrow is, they ha- we have it set up where 
our Patreon, you can join our Patreon right now, and your first uh, bill doesn't hit until September 1st. We've already got three members, all good brothers. Uh, we've got Nate, we've got Jeff, and we've got Martin. So join in the Twitter chat. It's kind of slow at times, but it, it's starting to get going. We've got a little bit of stuff. Uh, we all talk about what movies we're going to go see or what movies we're watching, uh, whatever night it is. So, I mean, it's a dollar, and you can get in the Twitter chat and just talk movies with us all day long. There you go. I agree. Um, well, that's it. That's all the time we have for you today. I'm Glenn Rodriguez, and always with me is... Red Rum. Cody Repass. It's going to call you Red Rum for now on. Um... <laughs> You've been listening to the R&R Potter film. Don't be a dull boy, and we'll see you at the movies. See you.